What is the worst relationship advice you've ever heard or received? Find someone who loves you more than you love them. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Good, good answer. All right, question number two. What's the best relationship advice you've ever heard, received or given? Make a list of the things that are truly important mm. for you to find in a partner and then be that list. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR back in the building. KBLA Talk 1580. I'm doing something different tonight. I was asked to do it, so I said, why not? And I played that clip because that clip is heavy. Because a lot of people, you know, especially in social media, YouTube, you know, Instagram, you see video clips of a lot of people espousing a lot of things about relationships. And here's the thing. It's all true. Let me just do that. It's all true. Doesn't mean it's all good, but it's all true. Uh, because everybody has their own interpretation of relationships. Relationships are highly personal. Uh, so it I'll just say it's all true. But is it all good advice? And what constitutes good relationship advice? Tonight, the voice of reason himself will be coaching whoever calls in. Tonight, if you're having relationship issues, I'm doing relationship coaching tonight. If you're going through a situation and you need a third ear, a non-judgmental, objective, third set of ears to listen to your issues, I'm the guy. So I'm urging you to get to your phone line. You already know what it is. Non-judgmental space. I want to create a safe space for us to talk about relationships so let's go back to that clip that clip he said the worst piece of advice that he's ever gotten was somebody said find someone who loves you more than you love them and i think the reason why i picked that clip is because that's that's a significant idea and i'll tell you what i mean by that uh when you live in a fear-based society, a fear-based society believes that that's the safer bet. Let me date someone or marry someone or be with someone that loves me more than them. Meaning, sounds like abandonment. Meaning, they're, they're less likely to leave because they love me more than I love them. And if they love me more than me, or more than I love them, uh, chances of them leaving, you know, is probably low. So to, to me, that's a fear-based approach for looking for a good partner. Um, here's a bit of good advice, or good advice to me. You can call in and disagree with this advice I'm about to give. If you do not date the whole human being. You will be blindsided by the part you try to suppress. So, meaning, 
if you're constantly in a space of dating an image, an idea, minimizing the negativity, minimizing uh, their character flaws, if you're doing all of that, you're going to get blindsided by all of that later on. See, being in a relationship with a with a whole human being, because a lot of people, I hear people say it, people parrot it really well. They're parrots. They'll say, oh, we're all works in progress. But I don't think a lot of people understand what that means. A work in progress is prone to make mistakes. And when you're that close to someone, those mistakes could hurt you. Does it mean it, that person's a bad person? No. What when when our significant other hurts us, right? What do we typically do? Leave. To us, that that is the logical and the best answer to someone who brought us pain. But we never invert that thought process and say, hmm, could my pursuit of pleasure lead to more pain? Nobody really puts it that way. But Zoe tonight is going to coach some folks when they call in. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts about how you view relationships. I want to hear your thoughts about how you process your fears. I want to hear your thoughts about how your expectations may or may not be unrealistic and how that contributes to your dissatisfaction. It's going to be heavy tonight. And I wouldn't I I urge you guys, I'm going to be gentle. <laughs> I'm going to be gentle, I promise. I'm going to be gentle, but call in and let's work through some things. Do you feel like working through things is a lost art nowadays? Have any of you read my books? Maybe The Relationship Dismount, The Shrouded Lighthouse, The Holographic Relationship? How does the relationship dismount guide individuals uh, in navigating the complexities of ending the relationship you don't want with someone? Listen to what I'm about to say. Ending the relationship you don't want with someone, yet creating a new relationship with the same person. So you can end a relationship with someone without ending the relationship with them. You can change your beliefs. You can change your boundaries. You can change the focus of the relationship. Many people don't know how to do that. We're going to talk about it tonight. When I come forward... ...that your right person is now with someone else. Now, I don't believe that. I believe that the right person can only be the right person when it's two people choosing each other. And that your right person is go. now with someone else. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't believe that. I believe that the right person can only be the right person when it's two people choosing each other. Wow. Andy, that was good advice. That was some damn good advice. Yeesh. Your right person is your right person.
Let me just say this, man. You hear this theme on this show all the time. Go ahead, Andy. I, I know you want to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andy. I, I know you want to say something. I, I, I remember what I want to say, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I just uh, I appreciate uh, the quote uh, that the gentleman pretty much uh, said. Um, it's been my thing my whole dating life. You know, as a man, I know we're supposed to be the, the hunter, so to speak, right? Um, and, you know, just a joke amongst my friends, we would always say, hey, man, they going to be choosing. So, you know, put your best foot forward. They going to choose up. So um, I just remember some of my challenges, you know, in the in the dating game or whatnot, feeling as if, like, you know, there was women who, who they wanted to be chosen, obviously, but they weren't doing any form of choosing. Mm-hmm. Or at least I didn't feel like I was being chosen. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that that is key right there, too. You know, date. Date who chooses you as well, too. You, you, and you, you and what's really deep about, about what you're saying is be willing. See, if you date somebody who got so many options and so many other situations that they're not willing or interested in putting any effort into you, that 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 is a clear indication that that may not be your person. And it's more than just being present at a date. It's more than that. Yes. It's I'm invested in your well-being. I'm invested in what makes you you. I want to understand what makes you you. I'm interested in you. Your happiness your failures. Watch watch this next one. Your humanity. Now, back to the point that I was making, because, Andy, this is going to tie right in. You hear me talk about this all the time. Technologically advanced, our society is spiritually impoverished. The spiritual poverty shows up in relationships. Anything that isn't unhealed shows up as conflict. And what what is the purpose of conflict? Conflict wants to be resolved. That's why it exists. Andy, your thoughts? So technology destroyed the relationship. Not necessarily. What I'm saying is, especially if if you're into Krishnamurti, the two pieces that he has rocking is this. Number one, technology, uh, the, 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 the basic technology, this is technology. I know how to build a table. I know how to build a computer, right? So when he's talking about technology superseding us, what he's saying is technical knowledge is good for human beings because that leads to an advancement in society. Right. It makes society easier to live in. Right. Um, If you go back in history after America fought Great Britain, America went to work on infrastructure. Did you know it was easier? And we're talking about in 1700s and 1800s. Do you know it was easier to take a boat down the Mississippi out into the the Gulf of Mexico, around the panhandle of Florida, up the Atlantic, then into New York than it was to travel 30 miles 
it was easier to get in a boat. And, and do you understand what I'm saying? So after uh, the battle or after the war with Great Britain and we gained our gained our independence, we started to work on infrastructures, canals, roads, and then that moved matriculated to railroads. And do you get what I'm saying? So to make the 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 country more accessible, right? We don't do that in relationship, but I, I digress. That's technical knowledge, right? Knowing how to do that, that's technical knowledge. Psychological knowledge is what we've been through. Who hurt us? Who disappointed us? Who betrayed us? And typically, that's harder to expunge from your spirit. So what happens is, back to Carl Jung, people will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to not look at themselves. Right? That's Carl Jung's work. We don't want to look at the pain. We don't want to look at what we've been through. We don't want to investigate the attachment styles that we have. We don't want any of that. We just want somebody to make us happy. To me, that's a sign of spiritual poverty. Your thoughts? But then again, it also sounds like uh, the, the trauma bonding is what brings people together, though. To be reconciled. That we're not we're not reconciling once we get together, though, because no, we're not no. doing the work. The, the trauma wants to be reconciled. OK, the wound wants its natural opposite. What what is the natural opposite of a wound? Healing. Healing. So the wound in you is calling to the wound in her and they want to get together so they can reconcile the pain, not preserve it. <laughs> Andy, like, okay, I, I, I see you. <laughs> All right, are y'all ready? I'm gonna get some callers in here. There's sisters on the line right now. Oh, and Texas is in here big time. Who's been on the longest? Atala from Houston, Texas. Get in here. Atala. Okay, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> sorry. Every time I try to change my speakerphone, chat. Okay, so, um, how you doing? I am, I, I'm, a, I'm okay, child. How you doing? I'm well. Let me tell you, this this topic is um is right on time. Um, so I wanted to kind of speak to several things, right? The attachment wounds and whatnot. So I think I told you this before, but I'm a fearful avoidant, and one thing that we're really good at is self sabotage. So that actually showed up for me today um, because there's something that. I'm really, really praying on and waiting for. And I didn't get the call today that I thought I would get and instantly doubt sprang up. Mm. Mm. And my first thought was, I need to go work out. <laughs> I need to go work out so I can clear my mind. And as I'm working out, the thoughts are still coming in. And I have to really wrestle with myself to clear them and basically get to like a place of peace where it's just like, you know, if it's what it's what's for me is for me. My dad always says that, like, what's for you is for you. So it took me a while to get there, but I feel like I'm growing stronger through a lot of the strongholds that are coming up. But it just kind of became clear to me that I have a worthiness wound that I need to clear up. A worthiness wound. Mm -hmm. That's very heavy. Right. And, and listen, I struggle with it, too. You know, where 
especially where there's rejection, right? Or perceived, I, I might be rejected or I'm being rejected. So that worthiness wound gets triggered, right? Mm-hmm. So let me, let me go deeper into the first thing you said. You know, you start to self-sabotage. <laughs> let me just say, have you ever heard of the law of assumption? Yes. Oh my god, yes. Okay, yes. Sorry, I got excited. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm going to I'm going to try to give you the tools in order to date the human being that you are so that you can date mm-hmm. another human being from afar. Do mm-hmm. do you see? Okay. okay. Do you see? <laughs> The law of assumption states that whatever you assume as true becomes your reality. It implies Mm -hmm. you can manifest anything by thinking and feeling as if you already had it. The law was introduced by author Neville Goddard, 1905 to 1972. That's when he died. The law of assumption. Let me just say you assume that the person who betrayed you will do it again. You assume that the person who hurt you will do it again. You assume that the person who lied to you will do it again. And then reality becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy for you. The law of assumption. Do you want to be in a relationship with a human being? Stop assuming. Stop assuming that they haven't changed. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean... If the behaviors are there that indicate that they haven't changed, (laughs) right, ignore those. No. But if you see somebody putting in a sincere, authentic, real, consistent, compassionate effort, do you then default back to the betrayal? No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But do we? We do. We, we do. Because fear, listen, <laughs> you've given fear more power than it deserves in your life. Hold tight. When we come forward, I'm going back to Attila from Houston, Texas. She got us off the chain. As soon as you focus on the person, not you, you push your attention outward. Use your eye. You push your attention outward and you start watching, well then all your automatic mechanisms kick in and you stop being awkward. Because if we're talking and I'm looking here, I don't know what you're gonna do next. And I'm gonna put disjunctions into the, like they're like uh, bad chords in the melody of our, of our conversation. And the reason is I'm not paying attention. So that's why the eye is the thing at the top of the pyramid. It's like the thing that enables you to win the set of all possible dominance hierarchies is the eye, pay attention, pay attention. That's the critical issue. That's why the Egyptians worshipped Horus. That's why Horus was the thing that rescued Osiris from the, from the depths. It's the capacity to pay attention. What do you pay attention to most? What your right hemisphere signals as anomalous. It, it, it attracts your attention. It's like, this isn't going quite right. I'm not looking at that. Wrong. <laughs> ah, hey. Jordan Peterson be cook, cook, cooking. But a lot of us don't understand all of this stuff, right? Because nobody ever sat us down to say, yo, man, love is not just social or societal. It's not just about having your ducks in a row. 
you know, uh, educationally, uh, career-wise. Love is this expansive thing. Relationship is this expansive thing that really gets deeper and deeper as you get into the spiritual side of it, not just the societal side. Like I said, society can send you a person that has everything you need, right? Socially speaking, but nothing you need, spiritually speaking. Sometimes we find ourselves in that no man's land. We got Atala on the line. Atala, finish your thought. Yes. Um, so one last thing I want to say is just offer some encouragement. Guys, don't be scared to call in. Um, if you're living honestly, right, airing out your stuff shouldn't be an issue. You need help. So get the help. You have a teacher that's willing to guide you in the right direction. So, oh, I, I love you. that. But let me tell you this. Okay. I got a workbook for you. Okay. The workbook I want you to get is called Workbook for the Mountain is You. Oh, Lord. Okay. Transforming okay. Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. Ooh. Do you hear that? Yes. The Mountain is You. Workbook for the Mountain is You. Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. Smart reads is that's the author smart reads right and the reason why i want you to get this book is because you need to understand something about self-sabotage number one we don't mm -hmm. identify usually most people who self-sabotage their relationships or whatever don't really take the time to identify why they are behaving that way and if you need help identifying that what do you have to do you got to call a therapist and have mm -hmm. them walk you through that process right or a coach that is capable, that has that knowledge to help you. Then you have to learn how to control your thoughts. The impulsive, fear-based, racing, anxious thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Am I talking to you? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Ruminating is my biggest problem right now. Yes. Ruminating. See, that's a heavy one, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people ruminate. Uh, and it's okay. And, and that can be dealt with. I've ruminated uh, on many things, many times. So I understand where you are. And then you have, uh, I, I wouldn't suggest this, talking to your significant other until you like kind of get it figured out. Right? Until you kind of, you know what I mean? I wouldn't suggest it until you figure out what it is that you want to say. What it is. You have to discover these things first before you want to have a conversation about them. I think sometimes trying to have uh, an exploratory conversation sometimes if you're not prepared for what may come up may derail the whole process of healing right that, that's just mm -hmm. my opinion right uh and then you have to work on improving your self-esteem and self-worth we're talking about self mm -hmm. people who sabotage right yes okay now <laughs> right that's who we talking to tonight right yes i just want to make sure okay and, and, and did you get Sheraldi's workbook as well? Uh, I don't think so. I have a whole list from you, so I'm slowly going down the list. You I'm have to get down. Glenn R. Sheraldi, Ph.D., his workbook, mm -hmm. the Self-Esteem Workbook. Please get that. Right? Yes, sir. All right. I hope I helped you. I hope I gave you a little something to think about, Atala. Guess what you just did? 
I brought Houston in the building. Houston, Texas is in the building. If you want to get a little coaching time with Zoe Williams, now's the time to do it. Let's go talk to our friend in Dallas, Texas. Tiffany, get in here. Hello. Hey, Tiffany, how are you? I am well. I am well tonight. What? Am I echoing? A little bit. Am I echoing? Do you have me on speakerphone or Bluetooth? Bluetooth. Yeah. You got to take me off of that and just, yeah, you just got to talk to me. Okay. All right. You ready? Almost. Okay. Let's get it. (laughs) All right. Cool. All right. So tell me, what what do you need help working through? Um, I don't know. Um, I guess just kind of preparing for like, it's like, I don't want to be so jaded that I never want to have a relationship again. Because mm. <laughs> I just had like the worst experience. But yeah, it's just like mentally like just getting in a space where I feel like I want to have a relationship. Because I don't want to not have a relationship. Well, let me ask you, who hurt mm-hmm. you? What did they do? What didn't you get? Um, and what happened? Come on. <laughs> Oh no, I don't even want to like use that relationship as anything because it was just horrible. But that you know what I'm but that relationship like, is still using you. Yeah, I guess so. It was it was like <laughs> just a, I guess so. It was just like a very abusive. What kind of abuse was, like, was it? Physical. All of them. All of the above. Oh, Physically, wow. financially, emotionally, it was. It was yeah. Wow. And it's like, I don't want to bump anything against that. I understand it was an experience. I understand that. I think I've learned, got all the lessons that I learned from that. But I don't want to be so jaded by that that I just kill everything else. Yeah. And that's a heavy piece right there, right? That's a heavy piece. And it is. And it was because I felt like going into that relationship, I was in such a good place, mm-hmm. really ready to be vulnerable, a student of me, just like, you know, it's like the expectations, there were no, none of that, you know, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I, I like just being. Well, let me ask you, can you name, <laughs> can you name three things that relationship taught you about you that you need to work on? Boundaries. Boom. We we already finding value now. Boundaries. What else? Yes. Um. Oh, that was the biggest thing. Boundaries and um. Being okay with being okay. Mm. Because um, like in that relationship, because. I, I I take care of my mental health. I I was, went to therapy during that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I, I we kind of figured out that I kind of have like a survivor's remorse. Like mm. it's like I couldn't bond on the abuse. I couldn't bond on the trauma. Right. I was in, I was kind of incapable, and then it's like I almost felt bad because. I didn't experience a whole bunch of trauma. I have very secure attachments. Oh, you can leave the house, go whatever. And it's like, I don't, oh, you're never coming back. Where are you going? I'm not that kind of person. 
you know, it's like, oh, you're leaving? Okay. (laughs) Let me ask you you, um, a question. Mm -hmm. Have you beat yourself up a little bit because you allowed a lot of things to happen and you chose this person? Yes. Right. I can hear the guilt. I hear the guilt. It's a low level mm-hmm. of consciousness. Very low level of consciousness. Yes. And it's okay. It's like, right? It's okay. It's okay to feel that. Yeah. Have you allowed yourself because, to feel it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have. And when I, actually, when I first start, like, really feeling it and, like, actually, like, you know, the crying and, you know, just actually feeling mad, angry. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, my doctor was like, it's okay to feel those feelings because <laughs> I was thinking like something is really wrong with me. Right. Why am I angry? No, no it's and okay. And it was like, yeah, yeah, it was okay. And I'm always like, it's hey, it's okay to feel those feelings. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then when it came to me, it was like, you're not allowed to be mad. No, you are but, allowed. You are allowed to be mad. You are allowed to be disappointed. You're you you are allowed. But what you're not allowed to do is to guilt yourself. Yeah, that's what we that's what let's let's focus on that. Yeah, because I tend to be very accountable, just like even though it's like I went through that and what happened happened, it's like when you allowed it or you saw it, um, you know, what I'm saying it's like, OK, it, you know, it's like I try not to be like, well, he did this and he did this because there's nothing I could do about that. He did it. But what mm-hmm. did you could do? And what can you do better next time? You know, I'm just like, just try to be accountable for my actions in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Do because you have a everything? He do, mm-hmm. do you do you have a journal? Right. Whew, I have. Yeah, I'm the ADHD person. I have a million journal with two pages written in each one of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it. And, and and listen, you know, sometimes we go into the relationship and we're hoping things work out. But God has a funny sense of humor, too, because he wants you to learn something about yourself but while being in this situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody is messed up in some way, shape or form. Everybody has some kind of setback, some type of difficulty within their own spirit that hasn't been reconciled. But if you can identify, like you said, uh, what was the thing you said you recognized the biggest lesson that you learned? Boundaries. Boundaries. I, I, I'm going to say a little of this guilt, too, though. Yeah. So there's a book I want you guilt. to get. There's a book I want you to get. I want you to get this book. It's called Guilt is the Teacher. Love is the Lesson. Very powerful guilt. work here. Guilt is the Teacher. Love is the Lesson by Joan Borisenko, B-O-R-Y-S-E-N-K-O, Ph.D. Borisenko, Joan Borisenko. Senko. Guilt is the teacher, love is the lesson. Very powerful book, right? And I want you to read it, or as much of it as you can. And then I want you, see, when I tell people to read books, I don't tell people to read the book, uh just for the sake of having a better framing of, you know, their issue or whatever. No, it's more about every time you discover you 
in the book I'm asking you to read. Like you're reading and you're saying, oh, I do that. <laughs> wow. That's me. I oh, I experienced something like, oh wow. Yeah, I do this to myself. What I what I'm trying to get you to do, every time you do that, I want you to journal the story behind the recognition. Oh, I love it. Do you see? I love it. Yes. Do you see? Guilt is the teacher, love yes. is the lesson, Joan Boy Cinco. I hope I gave you a little something to think about. You did, you did. Tiffany, guess what you just did? What did I do? You brought Dallas, Texas Dallas. in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, one of my favorites is on the line. I'm going to talk to him. You know, actually, and that's a terrible thing to realize. Actually, we have no love. We have sentiment, we have emotionality, sensuality, sexuality. We have remembrances of something which we have thought as love. But actually, brutally, we have no love. Because to have love means no violence, no fear, no competition, no ambition. If there is love, there is peace. Because you would educate your children not to be nationalists, not to have only a technical job and look after his own. Man, Krishnamurti, he don't be playing. He said, we don't have love. We don't love. He said, if, if you had love, there would be no ambition. There would be no violence. There would be no condemnation, no criticism, no, no unforgiveness. None of that stuff would exist. It's heavy. That's a heavy thought to wrap your head around. Relationships are not always easy, but let me just say this. If you've been betrayed, practice mindfulness. Give your body the nutrition and care it needs. Right? If you've experienced sexual betrayal, see your doctor for a physical and get tested for an STD or an STI if necessary. Try to pamper yourself. Give yourself, you know, praise, you know, love on yourself. Try a variety of calming activities such as yoga, martial arts, Pilates, right? Make sure that at least uh, the five closest relationships in your life are healthy. Sometimes those relationships are not healthy. They're just familiar and they represent a safe space. So you have to be very aware of that. Set firm boundaries. Find a safe and nurturing environment and share what you've been going through. Find your passion. Commit to your own personal growth. These are a lot of things that can be done. You know, these are a lot of things that can be done to help you. I want to talk to everybody tonight. John, 
You got to hold tight, my brother. We're going to come forward, and then I'm coming right to you. Here we go. And the reason why a lot of relationships fail is we have to be willing to give someone what they crave and need, not the thing that we really like giving. Because it's really easy Reach. to keep giving the thing that we're comfortable giving. Like sometimes, you know, if, we're, if we give love through food or if we give love through uh, coming and giving someone affection or whatever it may be, that may be the thing that we find it really easy to give. And so we just keep giving it and giving it and giving it. But the, to me, the key to relationships is listen well enough that you know what it is they're absolutely craving and then give them that exact thing. Did, what? Give your partner what you want, what they want, not what you're comfortable giving. If that isn't the embodiment of growth, of being outside of your comfort zone, so many people give within a comfort zone. And they say, well, you got to cultivate trust. Sure, sure. But even trust has a boundary. And if you want to extend that boundary, you're going to find yourself stepping outside of trust's dominion. If you want it to grow, sometimes, what's that old Zen saying? Leap and the net will appear. Sometimes you do it in life, you do it professionally, but you don't want to do it intimately. Sometimes people are comfortable giving you the bare minimum, breadcrumbing you. Uh, this is where I'm safe. I'm safe giving you this morsel, right? Right? But if you want more, if you want it to expand and you want it to grow, you have to learn how to cultivate the seed. We got people on the line. Let's get them in here. John from Mountain View. Aloha. Get in here. Aloha, Zoe. Uh, greetings and blessings, chat. Uh, I'm in the building, but I am the one that needs the lessons and any of this introduction as far as giving stories. Mm -hmm. the divulging information or trying to get on a level to where maybe my understanding. Mm. So what? And again, to, mm -hmm. go ahead. Go, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead, Doc. No, no go ahead, Doc. I want to know exactly what it is that you want to work on right now. Like if there's an issue that has, you know, been persistent in your relationship dynamic, that you want to change what is it okay the, the the issue is me okay what about i mean at the point at the point of at the point of all relationships currently i'm trying to master the the the, the me in me not not just the enemy enemy but me as far as the work that i'm currently doing mm -hmm. uh uh, the the, the non-self-sabotaging, the going to counseling, the the I have transformed myself so much that I am daddy part two in children's eyes. That's good, though. I, I'm still trying to figure out what more needs to be done for the simple fact thereof. Because I'm thinking the relationship with me is I 
but at the same time, not to the point of I'm all good. There's no need for change. I'm always keeping my head on swivel for change. Because mm-hmm. I know at some point, yeah, I still need work to do. I still need the buffing. Right. Let me just say this. The road of self-work has no destination. Indeed. <laughs> it has no destination. But here's the thing. It's always on an incline. With mm. each step you take, you are elevating. Right? And I'm talking about this, the, the road of self-work, the road of self-healing, the, the road of growing up spiritually. It never ends. People think, like, for instance, let me give you an example. The Buddhist concept, moksha, or uh, the Indus Valley people have uh, nirvana, right? And they think, oh, this is the end. No. It, it might be the height of this existence here, but it might be the floor at the next level. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, 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 I totally get it. Yes. And so many people here get fatigued with doing the self-work. It's self-work fatigue. That's true. You see? And, and I'm saying these lessons never end, regardless of the relationship you're in currently or the next one that's coming through. They, these lessons never end. And more importantly, the disappointment, the pain, the frustration, it never ends. You just have to learn how to adjust and deal with it. Right. Many people, once they're hurt, just like the sister who called earlier, I, I just, her whole thing was, I want to make sure that I don't become jaded. No, love is real. Love exists. Good people are real. They exist. But preparing yourself for this exist or for this relationship that you want is paramount as well. Now, John, is there one thing that you would want to work on right now? Uh, finding that balance of being able to be at a point of contentment throughout it all. Because sure, the disappointments are there, the, the, the joys are there, mm-hmm. and you get a snippet uh, of those previews of life, which again, sure, I, I don't have to cuss nobody out no more when it comes to disappointments. I got you. So let's say, let's throw the word contentment but, out and replace it just for a second with acceptance. Okay. Just for a second. How does that, how does that, how changing that word, how does that make you feel? Well, it it definitely sounds better than contentment, but I'm just using that word to find out if there's a better one and you just explain it. Right. Because let me just say, because when people say content, a lot of times that's like resting. I'm, I'm content. I don't want anymore. I'm full. You know what I mean? So, again, sounds like the end of the journey, just like nirvana, just like moksha, right? Oh, that's the end. I'm content. No, 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 no. When And then also when we say acceptance, people may misinterpret that to mean accept anything that anybody gives you. No, accept the fact that some people lack the, the the capacity to give you what you need 
And, and if that's the case, you're at a crossroad with oneself to say, should I continue? If this is all they're able to give, should I continue? And once you decide, acceptance comes in and says, you at peace with that? You say, yes, I am. Do you see? Totally understand. Totally get it. There you go. Man, I hope I gave you some insight tonight. <laughs> you did, though. It, it, whether it be increment, whether it be the incremental uh, centimeter that puts puts me in the forward perspective, or it's the yardstick and the mile that I get to take off running in. Hey! I appreciate whatever levels of polishing goes on, brother. Yes, sir. You. Yes, Thanks sir. So Guess what you just did, though? Mount View is in the house. Come on, Hawaii. Aloha. If you want to bring your city in the building, call me, call me, call me. Let's get him in here. Who's been on the longest? Will and Toya, Cleveland, Ohio. You got you to gotta turn your living room down. You got to turn your whole life down. No speakerphone. No Bluetooth. You got to get on the phone and talk to me, okay? What's up, though? How are you, brother? No, okay. How you doing? I'm good, man. What What do you want to work on? What you want to work? On? We we're talking about uh, the relationships. That's what you was talking about. Mm-hmm. So you want to go first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. I can I can speak to to the way I want to work on our relationship. We've been together for a long time, so. Um, it's a lot of ebb and flow. So we got a lot of times when we are super passionate about our relationship. I and mean, sometimes dealing with everyday things, it's like, it can become really like rudimentary, really like mundane. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I feel like about the routine of just everyday life. It's everyday. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I hear you. Helping and I just want to the everyday life can cloud our relationship because we got other stuff that we got to prioritize. I don't even know if that that's the right word prioritizing other stuff because the other stuff should be coming after that, in my opinion. But sometimes so many things going on at once that you're just not focusing on the person that you with. Okay, so you saying. Don't forget to prioritize the relationship amongst everything else we got going on. Let's not forget to put back into us. That's what you're saying? Yeah. I got you. Exactly. I got you. Uh, All right, Will, your turn. Uh, I don't like talking, so, I mean, it's the same thing that she said. It's the same thing I said. (laughs) Y'all sound like. <laughs> oh, I love, I love this couple right here, man. Hey, hey, so that's how you know that we've been together for a long time. <laughs> so let's let's look at your relationship as a pendulum swinging back and forth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. On one end, it's. Let's prioritize, let's do things, let's participate, let's pour in, let's build each other up, let's encourage, let's look into each other's eyes, let's have intimacy time. That's one end of the pendulum. 
Right. On the other yeah. end of the pendulum is let's respect each other's space and time apart while we're still together. And when That's I say true. when I say time apart, I don't mean pack your bags and and leave. No, <laughs> I mean, hey, this is time for me to be with me and be open about what you want. Like, hey, can I get two days of just me time? See, yeah, that that's that's one issue too, because since we got into this car accident, we've been literally in the house together since the ninth of November, pretty much incapacitated. So we've been like remember that COVID thing when they everybody yeah, was just yeah, in the house? Yeah, I remember. This is what we're doing, but we're dealing with, like, the, the growth of having to, like, walk in again and do all this stuff again. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we get to different. We've always, always been an argumentative couple, but it was never, like, malice intent. It was just a bickering thing from the time we've been together. I'm a, it's probably been initiated by me. Cause I'm a, I'm just an argumentative person. I don't want to be like you, Aries. I know you want to you want to go to war. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't always want to go to war. So, so that's one thing I'm trying to focus on too. I'm in my forties. I want peace now. <laughs> okay, let me stop you real quick. Do you say mean things when you get upset? I can say some. I can, Do that, you that tongue? That song is a sword. So, I want to say so, yes. Do you, do you say mean things to Will when you are frustrated and disappointed? Yes, you do. I don't even have to be frustrated at him, but he always feel like, if I'm frustrated, it's always Toya, him, but it's not. Toya, Toya, is that a yes or a no? That's a yes. Okay. A hard yes. Do, do you apologize? I don't, do I? Yes, you do. Okay. I apologize because I recognize it in the moment, but then I gotta let the smoke kind of clear off, and then I and then I apologize. But then you gotta take it out on me. Let me ask you a question, (laughs) Will. Let me ask you a question, Will. When she apologizes, do you accept it? And does the does the apology weigh more than the damage done by her words? Well, the damage is already done, but the apology is uh, apologetic. So I apologize. I mean, I accept it, yeah. Do you? Do you really? I mean, you can say it right now. I mean, do you really accept it? Yeah, yeah, I do. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 but it's been passed already. So the words have been said already. So. It take me a time, take me time, but I just got to be quiet for myself, and I just got to get out the way and just be by myself sometimes, and then I'll be okay. Now let me ask: do, Is she okay with you being by yourself, or does she kind of intrude a little bit? Oh, she intrudes. Oh, that's a leading question, though. I no, it isn't. I'm just asking a question. Do you intrude a little yeah. bit? Yes or no? Yeah. I, <laughs> Well, I didn't lead him now. Come on. You, he could have said, nah, she respects my boundaries. No, he said, yeah, she intrudes. Now, come on, Toya, don't do us like that. Hey, bro, I, 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 I'm telling you the truth, bro, you know? 
And let but me. We still let, cool, though. I know, I know. You guys are gonna be all right because y'all love each other. Let me say. Let me just be honest with you. When you got love, you can work through some things. To me, love yeah. is like a divine uh, reservoir. You know, our reservoir holds water and it it it, yeah. it it holds resource. Let me tell you something. When you have love, y'all can work through anything because that's what you're going to be pulling from. You're going to be pulling from that reservoir. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. and you can tell that y'all been through a lot. And you could tell that maybe there are some levels of dysfunction in your relationship. But one thing that I'm picking up is that you guys got each other. So let me just, yeah. let me do this. When when I come forward, if I mm -hmm. if I offer you guys a book to read, would you read it together? When we come forward, we're gonna talk to Will and Toya from Cleveland. Remember these three golden principles of good relationships. First one, patience. We are all work in progress. The second principle, maturity. And maturity means when to speak and when to keep quiet. When to stand up strong and when to adjust and bend down. That is called maturity. And last but not the least, the third principle of good relationships is do not entertain anybody Oh, Andy, you like that, huh? Andy was like, well, yeah, that's good advice. Let's get Toya and Will, Will and Toya back in here. This is our wild card couple. Okay. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I, there's 168 hours in a week. Even yep. even the busiest men in the world still have about a surplus of about 30, 35, 30 to 35 hours of time remaining in their week. Right. And I'm not saying you guys are not busy. I'm sure you guys work. I'm sure you guys have responsibilities the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. But it's really about. Now, so that's probably taking a little while. Okay, but it's really about time management, right? And what that means mm -hmm. is, as it pertains to your relationship, it's about carving out some time, right, for you guys to be able to pour back into each other, right, to prioritize the relationship, but also carve out some time to step away, right? Mm. To be able to say, okay, Will is on his Will, his, his, his he time, and Toya is on her me time. He got he time and she got me time, right? And you guys should effectively yeah. carve that out. Now, there are many things you guys can do in that time. I would suggest some of that time should be devoted to connecting to you guys African-American, right? I'm sure, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. We black. So y'all should get, uh, Will should get uh, a black female, a sister. Y'all both mm. should get a sister as a therapist. Okay. Right? And y'all should have separate therapy time. Right? And then, mm -hmm. I want you guys to read together. 
Oh, yeah. Sound like my mom and my yeah. dad. They always have books for us to read, and we do it. Yeah, and we do do it, though. But we, we do be reading together. All right, well, I got a book for you. I want you to write it down. I got a book for you right now. Well, let okay. me get a, uh-huh. give me a pen. Handy. I knew I should have brought Well, listen, don't worry. This is recorded, so. You was you, right. It doesn't seem like it because we on the phone. So, oh man, Atala just gave you guys a bar, and this is the truth. Relationship is relating; it's beyond duty, and oftentimes we get caught up in our duties. So here's the book: Love More, Fight Less. Communication skills every couple needs. A relationship workbook for couples by Gina. You ready? Love uh, more, fight less. Yeah. Communication skills every couple needs. A relationship workbook for couples. Mm. What you was about to say, Zoe? You said Gina. By Gina. Martin. I'm a, no, not oh, Gina Martin. Not. Oh. Okay, Will. <laughs> I, I'm going to spell the name out for you. The last name is S-E-N-A-R-I-G-H-I. Sonari. We'll go with that. S-E-N-A-R-I-G-H-I-P-H-D-C-P-C. I want you to get that book, okay? Definitely. I'm going to look into it. Is it on Audible or is it on like... um? It's on, yeah, Amaz- it's on Amazon. There's 30 communication skills and activities, 29 pitfalls in relationships, step-by-step guidance and expert insight. Get it? I hope I helped y'all. We got love. Y'all brought Cleveland in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-9-2015-80. I'll see you in a second. You know, what is a little bit tragic in a sense is how much advice is on the internet that talks a lot about playing mind games. You know, ideas like play hard to get or level solve everything or don't be vulnerable. Use these specific lines and tactics to win somebody over. And these ideas of, okay, well, we'll use these specific tactics or lines. And that may be something that benefits you in the dating stage and in keeping somebody's attention, but it actually sets you up for a huge downfall in the power struggle stage. Because if what we've been sharing is such a far jump away from who we truly are because we've been putting on a front, then by the time we actually get into that comfort in the power struggle stage and start to let that mask drop, suddenly we're going to be in a position where who we are is so different from who we are in those dating and honeymoon stages. And it's going to make the already challenging power struggle stage that much more difficult and statistically that much less likely that we make it through. Wow. Wow. Listen. So Williams not finna sit up here and act like he ain't struggled with every aspect of relationships. Man, I done struggled mightily. Me and my girl probably need to sit down and read that book. <laughs> the voice of reason. I'm giving free relationship coaching tonight, and it's been great. People have been calling from all over the country. Uh, who's been on the longest? I want to go to Ashley, but Ashley... I got to go to Truemonger. Just hold tight, and I'm going to be right with you. Truemonger, Dallas, Texas, get in here. Yes, sir. What up, brother? Talk to me, man. Oh, boy. Uh, wow. Heavy topic, right? <laughs> yeah, 
It is because it's a lot that could be discussed just within it. Um, man, uh, I haven't been in a committed relationship in quite a while, so I've been through all that time. I've just been working on myself, mm-hmm. trying to get myself better before I even really concern myself with a full-term relationship with somebody else other than myself. You know, bad situations that seemed like they were going somewhere and they would stall out and just move and just kept had to keep moving forward. I'm like, because I'm not the type of person that will beg somebody to stick around if you don't want to be around. And we can't work, and you're not willing to work it out, you're more than free to go. Mm. That's just how, how I've been. So what are you, you just, you just by yourself right now? True. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on myself. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. Nothing wrong with it at all. It it gets, it gets, you know, we're human. We get to get, have times where you want to be with somebody, but I don't want nobody around just for the sake of them being around. Right. Cause I don't know what kind of energy they're going to bring at and, I practice discernment a lot. If I can, if I can feel the type of energy mm-hmm. that you came around, and I'm around you for a while, and I see a certain pattern, I might not necessarily want that energy around me. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's if it's been pointed out, and you dismiss it, that means you're not trying to pay, you're not paying attention to yourself. No, that's good. Yeah, and I can't. I can't have that around me. I'm dealing with too much as it is. I can't have that around me. No, I get it. So, I get it. I love it though. I love it. See, I think sometimes when you make those kind of decisions for yourself, they're not always fear based. Sometimes they're discernment based. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. True. True. Guess what yes, you sir. just did, man. Who's about Dallas in the building? Dallas done came back in here for the double up. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the routine. You know how you do it. All you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. Now, everybody's waiting for this young lady to get on. Everybody's waiting. Ashley from Cincinnati, Ohio. Ashley, we've been waiting, and now you're here. <laughs> Talk to us. What's going on? Oh, man. I tune into you so much. I first want to say I'm so grateful for you, and I thank you for what you do. I listen to you all the time, and I always say a little something. You say, call Ashley, and I'll be like, nah, I'm scared. Mm -hmm. But this one, I almost fumbled my whole phone. (laughs) I couldn't wait. I said, I just can't. I can't let it pass, and it's Speaking to my spirit because I'm going through some things <laughs> and it's heavy. Go ahead. You good. Take a moment. Take a breath. You good. Breathe through it. <sighs> just take Sorry. two, to just take three deep breaths and just breathe through it and allow yourself to feel it. It's okay. And finally, I love the person that I'm with right now. I adore his spirit, I adore his mind. I know his heart is good, and it's one of those things where when a person has been through certain things, it, it unfortunately, it causes them to to fear trusting in something that actually is good, mm-hmm. and 
I don't know if he believes that relationships can actually be really amazing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he hasn't had good luck with them, and neither have I. And I'm at this point in my life where I'm just craving for something healthy. I want thorough communication. Mm-hmm. I want to put whatever work is necessary into action, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um and I just don't feel like he is ready for that type of work. He's very resistant to the work. Um, it kind of, we've been kind of clashing a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I don't know if I may be pushing too hard. So I try to back away and give him some space on these things. But I keep bringing up the interest and want to do like couples counseling or some type of work. I've even said, hey, let's read a book together. Um, we used to, he started tuning into you first and he introduced me to listening to you. Mm-hmm. He used to listen to you a while back and it, it was like amazing. Mm-hmm. We both were tuning into, um, the holographic relationship. We were reading that together mm-hmm. and we were just learning a lot together. And at some point things just kind of changed on his study material mm-hmm. He kind of backed away from that and to kind of tap into what the lady was speaking of before the show started again um, after that last segment. And she was talking about the Internet information. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something with this information that really he connected to it Mm -hmm. in a way. I think it touched his comfort and it, it said things that, you know, made him feel at ease with mm-hmm. maybe some doubts that he's having in himself mm-hmm. or with what he's been through. And I just see a change. I mm-hmm. see a change in him. And mm-hmm. I present these things to him and I've tried it in so many different ways. I come with a little sugar. I come with a little extra loving. I say it in the most embracing ways. I even tell him, hey, the ball's in your court. You don't want counseling. What do you want to do? I say, it's whatever you want to do. And it just always leads to an argument. And it's gotten to the point where I'm kind of shutting down on communicating because I don't know any other way to do it without it becoming an argument or some form of backlash. And it's kind of putting me in a in a bubble now. I don't know how to speak what I feel or what I'm concerned about or worried about. I don't know how to communicate because I fear it'll be another argument or I'll push them away so I just don't know what to do. So uh, heavy stuff. I've I've been in a, a war like this myself. So I understand. Sometimes, and I, I don't know what your uh, attachment style is, but it sounds like it could be anxious, preoccupied. If you see a problem in the relationship, you want to fix it. You want to lean in. You want to help. You want to say, hey, how can we we can go to counseling or let's pray together or let's write affirmations to each that kind. Right. Is that is is, that describes you a little bit. Right. And then when they pull away, you lean in even further. Right. Like, no, no, no. Where are you going? We 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 can fix this. We can work this out. Right. I try a different approach. Right. And I'll give it at least a little while or I'll back away until the next little thing happens or until it happens again. Right. My only issue is his tongue. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weapon. 
Yeah, yeah. I've been through and, there. And, I, I dealt with that, and too. And I keep trying to express to him, I'm like, the, your tone and the extra spice you put on things you say, it truly, it hurts my feelings. It affects me. Um, I didn't come from the most friendly background with words um, mm-hmm. from people. Um, I'm, I used to be a very mild and meek young lady, very shy, very scared to talk. Um, but it seems with the progressions of late relationships and conflicts in those past relationships, I found a little voice for myself. And I will admit, sometimes I snap back just to back a person up off of me. Because sometimes we, you got to let people know. You done got me <laughs> intrigued. What is the zodiac? What's your birthday? May 17th. <laughs> oh, Torian. Uh-oh. Don't, don't, don't mess with the bull. Oh, what year? Um, 87. Ooh, here we go. Do not mess with the bull. Ah, uh, here we go. Don't mess with the bull. Oh. I just want to love. I just want to love and prosper and grow and build. So, I do. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. And it's going to hurt my heart because it applies, you know. Here's the thing. You 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 can't teach nobody how to love you. That's how that's how my godmother told me. She said you can't teach nobody how to love you and you can't teach them to want to love you. Either they love you and they're going to do whatever is necessary to cultivate that love or they're not going to do anything about it. The most important relationship in your life, Ashley, is the one you have with yourself. Right? Now, I want you to focus on how Ashley can make herself better in this process. Because what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing is that everything is focused on him and how he's going to show up and what he's going to bring to you. What are you going to give yourself? Well, I've been digging a lot into myself lately. I have a therapist now. Good. And me and my therapist, we just, uh, he he inspires me a lot. Um, he is very honest, very transparent about his past relationship. And he's an elder now. And the things and mistakes he's made, he says the same thing. He's like, you just got to focus in on you. Mm-hmm. He's often asked me to bring my spouse, you know, forward so we can both have these discussions, but he's like, you can't force them. And I understand that. Uh, and I don't want to force somebody to approach a process and healing because he has to go through his own healing journey. And he I'm does. trying to be respectful of that. I can't force it. Are you, um, are you trying to be respectful of it or are you respectful of it? There's two different things. Um, I feel like I am respectful. I think the part of me that isn't respectful is the part that keeps trying to convince him to, uh, to, go forward with healing wait the part so that wait I feel hold I on ashley hold on hold on when we come forward we going back to cincinnati ohio ashley is pouring her soul out and we love it we'll be 2.2 what is it a minute 30 seconds three minutes hold ashley hold tight when we come forward the voice of reason shall continue this work Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. That's A. Marie, right? A. Marie got better records than that. <laughs> Listen, I got. I just had to preempt the music right now. 
because I got to get back to Ashley. Ashley from Cincinnati, Ohio. Talk to us now. Let me let me just tell you this. You can only control what is yours to control. And in this situation, the only thing to control is yourself. Right. How you feel. Right. Right. Uh, Yes, it is. It is human nature to want connection, to want to be accepted, to want to be approved of, to want to be loved, to want you want your love to be reciprocated to you. Right. That's a human thing. So don't guilt yourself. Don't blame yourself that it's not happening or he's in some kind of space or whatever. Um, If you are seeing a therapist, continue to do so because if he's worth his salt the therapist is going to really give you the tools you need to go inside and really start to love on yourself in a way you probably haven't for many many years now as it pertains to the relationship because i always tell people this people grow at different rates what you understand right now may take him another two, three years to understand and vice versa. It's not your responsibility to try to convince him or cajole him or persuade him to do what is best for him. He's got to come to that realization that, hey, this woman who is telling me and trust me. Your man ain't the only man that struggle with. I struggle with it. My girl was telling me, hey, I told you years ago to do X, Y, Z. And I wasn't listening. And sometimes you pay the price when you don't listen. You know, sometimes we take people for granted. We think they're going to always be there. We think they're going to always advocate for our highest good. But sometimes... That window closes. And then when we ready, they ain't ready no more. They done moved on. So I'm asking you, don't move on, move inward. Can you go a little deeper with that? When I say move inward, I'm saying now it's time for you to take inventory, right? Self-inventory. Like, how did I show up? What did I allow that I shouldn't have allowed, right? What right. what is what is the condition of the boundary I created, right? Did I have any boundaries? Was I so open that he could come and go as he pleased, right? You have to start asking yourself, what in myself allowed certain things to transpire that maybe shouldn't have transpired? See, because this is why they always say how the relationship starts is very important. Because if it starts on shaky ground, there's a propensity or a chance that the relationship may falter later on. So sometimes we have to go back and take that inventory to say, oh, this is why the relationship was shaky on my end, not on his end. Right. Right. It's not your issue. That is the issue. Right. It's how you respond to the issue that is your issue. Did you hear that? It's not the issue. That is the issue. It's how you respond to the issue that is the issue. Right? Right, right. 
Ashley, we love you. We love your transparency. Thank you so much for jumping in here and sharing your love with us. Listen, I'll be back tomorrow. If you need if you need a double up tomorrow, just call. Don't hesitate to call and talk about it and call earlier so we can spend more time with you. Listen. This is the voice of reason, man. We live on KBLA Talk 1580. I love y'all so much. Look, the fire will continue. Up next, RSVP with Jill Monroe. I'll holler at you tomorrow.